1: There's a lot going down here on your home at Dallas Cowboys Football 105.3. The fan of the G-Bag Nation's. we rock into our number three. We've got the East-West Shrine Bowl, and Jane Slater will be part of that coverage on NFL Network tonight from the star in Frisco. Of course, we've also got the Dan Quinn News. He is the new head coach of the Washington Commanders, and the Cowboys begin a search for the replacement to be their next defensive coordinator. And joining us now on the DNM Leasing Hotline is the one and only Jane Slater. Jane, how are you? What a crazy day.
2: I know it is crazy. I mean, sort of expected, right? Uh, if anything, I feel like Dan Quinn probably should have left last year. Uh, Cause I don't think that that green Bay game did did him any favors, but I wish him all the success. And I know how well-respected he was in that locker room and how much some of the guys liked him. And I've, I've made the argument that I don't know what other defensive coordinators in his rookie season would have listened to Micah Parsons saying, Hey, let me rush the edge while also uh, playing linebacker because that's how he was drafted. A lot of times you're only seeing how you come in. And so credit to Dan Quinn for, you know, being open to letting his players prove themselves and to Micah's credit, I think he's done a good job showing some position flex there.
1: So what are you hearing in terms of where the Cowboys go next to fill Dan Quinn's shoes?
2: I think it's a little bit of a complicated uh, move here if you think about it. The fact that they didn't extend Mike McCarthy – uh, I think makes it tricky to go out and make a big splash at defensive coordinator. I mean, who's going to come here when you don't know the future of this franchise past this season? Uh, so I, I I think that that's going to be a consideration. I think most people that come to these jobs, they, you know, I was talking to another coach about this this morning. They ultimately want at least two, three years of security. Now, you know, an older coach like, say, Ron Rivera or, you know, I've, I've seen the Mike Zimmer uh, thing tossed around. I haven't talked to them, right? I can't confirm any of that. uh They might be more apt to rolling the dice, as one coach told me. You know, they're more confident in themselves. They might be more interested in and in coming in here and doing a one-year deal. What I do know is, you know, this organization isn't a big fan of hiring people and and paying out contracts for guys to sit around and do nothing. And so I, I think that's where we we find this situation. And then I think the next thing is. For coaches with one year left on their deal, they don't have to ask permission to go to another team if they're getting a promotion. So how many coaches on the staff, offensive and defense, are going to look to move over to Dan Quinn, who is going to be putting together a staff of his own with kind of late in the game with not a lot of people out there. So I think that's going to be something to watch here in the next couple of weeks.
0: Jane, uh, you mentioned about the, the Mike Zimmers and other uh, – I know for a fact that Mike – and I know you'll get the information too. I, I know Mike will absolutely do this. He would take this job here if offered.
2: Well, I would trust you on that. Obviously, you yeah. have a, a good relationship yeah, with them. Yeah, I do. And
0: I know – and he's going to tell you the exact same thing. I know uh, – some, or some way you'll back channel, whatever you have to do, I know you'll get that done. But, uh, yeah, I I think to me this is where – this is where, uh, to me, the, you know, the familiarity with Jerry and Steven – now – the respect. I mean, let's see what Mike McCarthy. What is his? You know, is his was his memories of battling against a guy like Mike Zimmer? Uh, you know, at Minnesota, Green Bay, was that something that he's like, man, this guy gave me fits, or was there? You know, I know that I know that uh, Mike Zimmer was very complimentary of Mike when he got let go in Green Bay. He was like, hey, th- this is a terrible day. This guy's a damn good coach. That kind of thing. So, you know, to me, that that if it's not in house that just seems like a pretty good option to kind of keep things going. At least the Joneses has some familiarity there.
2: Well, and honestly, Brian, I I think for any coach, and this is not just uh, unique to Mike McCarthy, when you're heading into a final year without an extension, uh, you are sort of heading into a lame duck season. There would be paranoia for any coach to bring in a young DC or, you know, I've seen people absurdly say, well, what about Mike Vrabel or Bill Belichick? That would breed even more paranoia around here. Dan Quinn came in here after that one season with Mike Nolan, and I thought he worked really, really well alongside Mike. I mean, those two were boxing in the offseason. I think it allowed Mike to focus a little bit more on the offense than he was able to do when you know they were going through the COVID year and, and the challenges when Mike Nolan was here. And to be very clear, I'm not sitting here trashing Mike Nolan. That was a tough year uh, for a lot of people, but, but he wasn't good, Jane. It, <laughs> yeah. you know, it good. wasn't good. Yeah. And, 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 I mean,
0: and your report. And the, the but, the problem, room was, but the yeah.
2: problem with all of that, Ryan, was they were trying to change the scheme Yeah. and a COVID year right. over, over zoom calls. And so I thought it was right. a little too ambitious that year. And it, it, and that was the only coach I'm, if I remember that the Cowboys have actually said goodbye to after just one year, you know, normally right. Jerry will write, will write it out with these guys, no matter what the fans say. And so I I think what you've got here is you've got a unique situation of having to bring in someone here that has familiarity with the league, but also is going to be able to work alongside Mike McCarthy and not threaten what Mike is trying to do here in Dallas. I mean, Mike wants an extension, right? So he wants this, you know, to be a good year, not only for himself, but for, you know, Dak Prescott. But I also think there's a lot of, a lot of things going on, on the defensive side of the ball again. And, you know, some of the things that I've heard is that there's been a real lack of defensive leadership in there. Sure. I think having Dan Quinn as the defensive coordinator helped with some of that. Uh, but when you get a guy from the outside, how is he going to handle and start building up the leadership on that side of the ball that has been lacking uh, in some of my conversations with players?
0: Well Jane if you're saying things about this team and the locker room and all that you're absolutely the best at this with this football team and everything you said about Mike Nolan and all that you took a lot of crap at I'll tell you what you did a hell of a job you were absolutely right with all that and that's why we should always listen to you I, if you're if you're if you're Mike McCarthy though do you do you have any grounds to go in there and knowing that you're a lame duck and try and say listen if you guys are going to make me this way I'm going to give me some, give me some help here. Give me this, give me that. Give me, you know, do you start making demands if you're Mike McCarthy knowing that uh, this could be your last campaign?
2: You know, I, it's, you would think, uh, but you know, I guess you could also argue that last year, you know, Jerry and company gave him the play calling duties and, you know, we've seen in years past, they've sort of made concessions uh, with Mike McCarthy. It, It does very much, Feel like this is a proven year for Mike, and you know, even internally, listen, you know, talking to some people, and without getting into who I talked to, it's you know, all of them are talking about the fact, you know, here goes another year where all season long, people are going to be comparing Mike McCarthy to what's out there. The fact that Bill Belichick wasn't hired this cycle, the fact that Mike Vrabel wasn't hired this cycle, so it's not the it's not a great place to be, and I certainly wouldn't want it if I had one year left with NFL network and I kept thinking about, you know, somebody coming in here to replace me, contract years are tough. I'm in one myself. Uh, And so I do feel for, you know, Mike McCarthy and to use Jerry Jones's uh, phrase, you know, smallest violin in the room. He's still a head coach in the football league coaching for the Dallas Cowboys. But I I do think that it, it makes a lot of this, there's layers to this. And I think it, it, it makes it, you know, tricky for them. And again, they're looking for a defensive coordinator fairly late in the game. I mean, right. you've got all these coaches that have been hired and they're already pooling a lot of guys that are that you don't have to ask permission for that are, you know, they're promoting and they're not lateral moves. And so I, I think that's the real challenge here. And then I think everyone just assumes that Joe Witt or Al Harris are gonna stay here. It's right. not to say Dan doesn't bring them right. with him and right. give them, you know, a better title.
1: Yeah. Jane, last one. Uh, I know you're super busy. I appreciate you giving us some time. But what did you make of Jerry's all-in comments at the Senior Bowl?
2: I guess I – you know, he said that should answer a lot of questions. My only takeaway from that was I still have a lot more questions. I mean, how are you going to go all-in when you've got a coach heading into one year on a deal? You just lost Dan Quinn that, you know, people can say what they want to say about that Green Bay game. But remember at the beginning of the year when the offense wasn't doing their part, it was this defense that was bailing them out. And it's crazy that people keep forgetting that. And I'm not sitting here working as a PR tool for Dan Quinn. I'm just saying there's been some revisionist history as we talk about this last season. And so those are the challenges. And you've also got what, 16 free agents you've got to figure out. And then you've also got guys that are coming up and want to negotiate their contracts. You've got to figure out what you're going to do with Dak Prescott skill because we talked about him having a no franchise, no trade, and they're on the hook for 59.5 if they don't extend them. And so I think it's – I'll be interested to see what all-in looks like as a result of that. Does all-in mean going out and getting a guy like Derek Henry? No. Okay. Uh, does all-in mean that you're going to let Dak ride? Well, okay. But then what are you going to – what pieces are you going to put around him? Are you talking about maybe trading a player and, and making a Herschel Walker type, you know, boon? You know, when you did that with Herschel Walker, look how it did for – years moving forward but I don't know what the impact you would have this year and so uh, that's my question is you know how are things what does all in mean
1: yeah I think we all had a lot more questions uh, than answers for that comment as well Jane you're the best we look forward to the Shrine Bowl tonight and all the coverage there and hopefully we'll catch up with you soon
2: well and as I would say what I like about this East West Shrine Bowl is they're Mitch they've allowed coaches from across the league they're mixed through all the rosters so you've got like somebody from the Bears you've got somebody from the Broncos you've got I think this is more than just a showcase for some of the players this is a showcase for your next crop of stars uh, moving up in the coaching ranks and so that's what I love about this and if you're a fan of the game and you want to say oh you know this is the next guy this would be a good game to watch just for that
1: we're pumped for it thank you so much Jane take care
2: Appreciate
1: you guys. Bye-bye. There she goes. Jane Slater, NFL Network. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we've been all over that East-West Shrine Bowl. Again, we did a draft show today. We're going to do a special one tomorrow on DallasCowboys.com, I believe 11 a.m. to cover tonight. Shrine Bowl be on NFL Network at 7 o'clock. So you can listen to the Get Right, of course, on the Odyssey app uh, and then mute the game. And then in commercial breaks, whenever Jane's up, just go ahead and turn up that volume yeah. and uh, check it out. That's going to be an absolute blast! The I both, can't wait to see. There's a lot of good players. Yeah, this year both
0: All Star games have done a really nice job with their rosters. If you're into like team building and want to know about the draft, these are this is two really really good opportunities to to check that out.
3: Somebody in the 903 just referenced something that I wasn't familiar with, and now I'm going to have to go on a on an internet hunt to find the uh, the footage because apparently um, he says uh, we should have asked Jane if she remembered working for Channel 11, and uh, she was covering a fire during the early morning hours in Garland, and apparently a firefighter picked up her microphone and just started dropping F-bombs all over the place. That's amazing. We, we should
1: we <laughs> definitely ask Jane about that. She started off in news, I believe. Yes, I think you're right. Yeah, that was her thing. Uh, I appreciate Jane giving us some time. She's I know really she, good. She's yeah. swamped today. I mean, she's having to do a bunch of different responsibilities. So I was like, damn, if we can get Jane on, uh, that'd be clutch with everything that's going on and all the moving parts. I've seen some reports. The Cowboys will. And then nothing's verified that they still uh, might talk with Ron Rivera. Might just bring him in uh, for an interview. Sure, chat yeah, with it, him. Interview as many people as you want. And that's I think what we're looking at. I mean, well, unless we, you
3: only want to interview one person, which which, which would, is probably they they would more they that's what they want to do. Yeah, they want to just think they got the guy and they don't need to know anything else.
1: Now maybe Wikipedia knows something we don't know. Uh, but if you go ahead and search Joe Witt it already says on his Wikipedia page that he is the uh, defensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, anybody, I think, could go in there and change stuff.
0: Yes, that's
3: true. But you know, I, if they, if they that's why keep, I love Wikipedia,
0: if man. If they can keep it in-house, that keeps continuity, that's perfect for them.
1: Yeah. Yesterday, Will McClay... Um, Nick Harris interviewed him. And, and it was awesome. And yeah. Nick, Nick's, been, Nick's been absolutely fantastic.
0: Yep. He's going to the draft show, too.
1: But when you talk about specifically the linebacker group, and that's one that, that we've discussed, uh, and then also turnover, you know, that was something that he was asked about defensively. There's a lot of questions. You know, do you have a new defensive coordinator? Will McClay said, quote, at the end of the day. When you're looking for players, you're looking for the biggest, strongest, fastest, most athletic guys and seeing how they fit into our scheme. Whatever the scheme is, we've got to evaluate the players. And if that scheme changes at any point in time, you still have that historical value as to what guys are and how they fit. When you're looking at linebackers, which is certainly a position of need, Will McClay said, I think it's big. We didn't win the championship, so we got to get better at every position. We want to see the growth from our young players. We want to see our veteran players bring us along where we need to. And we got to find those young guys you can bring in and make sure we build the team all the way through. Uh, but, I mean, he's right. They, they certainly know the background. And when you're scouting players, you know, we've kind of been doing this the last three years with an eye of what does Dan Quinn like, the corner specifically, sure. right? We know kind of a body type, the long arms. Now... Uh, If it's Joe Witt Jr., if it's a Mike Zimmer, you know, depending on who it ends up being as your new defensive coordinator does that change. But the bottom line is they still have the background and the historical reference point for all these guys.
0: Yeah, absolutely. They do. Uh, You know, you just it's there are there are scheme things, though, that these these coordinators have been able to adapt throughout, you know, three, four guys, four, three guys. They adapt. They play a lot of different fronts. They play in the secondary They. Some like shorter corners that can play in the slot. Some like the quicker, longer type of guys. You know, so, yeah, it, it's a it's scouting department. You just, all you want to know is, as soon as we get, we get this guy hired, let me know. Are we going to change anything? You know what, what are, you know, what are the, are there anything philosophy-wise that we're going to look at? Is there any, any height, weight, speed parameters I need to know about? Or are we going to play status quo here right. with what we're doing? I need to know that as quickly as possible. Because, you know, we're we're going to get to this point where these all-star games are over with. And now we're going to start into, you know, into that getting ready for the combine, kind of doing cross-checks. And then once the combine's over, now it's pro days. And now we're into working on, I mean, now we're building boards. Sure. So I need to know if I have to go back and look at anybody that I might have eliminated because... This wasn't a scheme fit. for So us. we know
1: Miami's doing their, you know, interviews and trying to fill their defensive coordinator job as well. But how? So this needs to happen kind of quickly. You think? You don't it, think the Cowboys will, will let this linger?
0: I, you know, Will will tell you. And again, if you listen to the draft show this morning, the interview that Nick did with him, uh, Will was talking about the 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 philosophy that they have, mm-hmm. the built-in parameters that they have within their department. Yeah, we're going to look at all the players. But do all the players fit what we're trying to do scheme-wise? So, you know, that's you – know, there's a there's the part about, yeah, you want to get this done. You want to, you know, try and make it quick. But you also want to make sure that you do get it right. That's really the most important thing. I mean, bad coordinator play could set you back, you know, for, for years. I mean, the Cowboys, at least with Mike Nolan, they saw that that was not going to work and moved on from that very quickly. You know, give Mike McCarthy credit for that. So – Will and them will have an understanding of all the players. They just might have to go back if Joe Witt yeah. has some different philosophies about what they need to do.
1: And it's very possible Joe Witt does decide, hey, I'm going to go to Washington with DQ. I yeah. mean, that's definitely still uh, a possibility, in-, in which case I would imagine they have to go outside the organization to fill that defensive coordinator role. Uh, all very fluid. All things we'll continue to talk about here in your home at Dallas Cowboys football. Let's get into the top ten. Eric was so pumped, he called me yesterday on the drive home. He's like, dude, we need to do a top 10 boxes list. And he sent me a bunch, and I have ordered the top 10 boxes, but it's also National Texas Day. I've got the top 10 iconic Texas foods. We let the Tolos decide, boxes or Texas, or should I do dueling lists? That's next on The Fan.
3: Let's go ahead and get you that Wooly Bully top 10 list of the day here in the G-Bag Nation. Great to have you in. We'll get you a little restroom revelations before the end of the hour as well. Segment's brought to you by Soda State-of-the-Art Weight Loss and Frankel and & Frankel. Life is unpredictable. Accidents happen. Franklin & Frankel are the go-to attorneys for car and truck wrecks in DFW. If you or a loved one has been in an accident, contact Franklin & Frankel for a free consultation at truckwreck.com or call 214-333-3333. Here's the bully.
1: Thank you very much. Uh, it's an iconic day. It is National Texas Day, but we also got creative, and we've got uh, the top ten boxes. We were talking about boxes yesterday. Well, the
3: Fox Box. They the introduced Box it. Super Bowl uh, yeah. 31, 1996. Brian brought us, became a champion that day. That day. And we advanced the viewing experience uh, in, in the world of football. So It's pretty amazing. It's a, it's a special. The Fox Box is, is special to all of our hearts as football fans.
0: So uh, you the know, the Fox Box or the Yellow Line, which was more revolutionary? Oh my revolutionary? gosh! Oh, mm. I don't I know mean, if I could watch the game without the Yellow Line. I don't line. think
1: I could watch it without the Yellow Line. I think if we got rid of the box, I could. I but could without survive. the box, you don't know the score and stuff. Yeah, the but time, they, they'd right? show it every once in a while, uh, like they used to do before the Fox Box happened. If they gave you a choice, you could either have the
0: box or the line. I mean you mean the take. line.
1: No, I, I, I think I I think I want the box, man. You want the box? I want the box. What's in the box? Uh, we're doing dueling lists, damn it. 877-881-1053. What's your favorite box? What's your favorite iconic Texas food? We're going with both of them. I do like to sprinkle dinkle a little sports in. And uh, for my F1 fans out there, holy crap. We've wow. got a shocker in the sport of Formula 1. That's big news right there. Lewis Hamilton. And I think this is completed because I've seen Ferrari's Twitter uh, go back. We're not ahead getting butt cracked here, out. are we? Nope, this is real. Lewis Hamilton is switching from Mercedes to Ferrari in 2025. Of mm-hmm. course, he's the seven time world champ and the driver with the most F1 wins in history. He signed what is believed to be a two year contract extension with Mercedes last year, but it appears now that the second year has an option to it, and uh, he is going to go to Ferrari. Now, according to ESPN, both Mercedes and Ferrari declined to comment, but if you go to the Ferrari official Twitter page, uh, they have announced 2025 it will be Charles Leclerc and the one and only Lewis Hamilton as their drivers. Absolutely wild.
0: That uh, That is crazy news. If you think about where Lewis Hamilton has driven through his career, He's driven a McLaren, he's driven a Mercedes, and he's driven now, well, soon to be a Ferrari. I wonder how much, you know, they're going to allow him, you know, with him driving for Mercedes in Weird, 2024. Right? And, you know, and that's a sport that's known about its technical advancements and the secrets. And and I wonder how many meetings and stuff is Lewis Hamilton going mm-hmm. to, this? This get, this is probably great news for George Russell. They they'll probably put every bit of they'll probably put every bit of uh, of the work to the the car to making sure that George Russell. Uh, but yeah, as it, secret as this business is, I'm surprised that Mercedes is letting Hamilton drive in 2024. You know, what
1: happens with Carlos Sainz now? I mean, he's yeah. taking Carlos Sainz's chair uh, seat there with Ferrari. Does he end up sliding over to Mercedes? Do they just do a driver swap? It'll be fascinating to see what happens to Carlos. I think. Signs. I think. I think this will be. This is going. My big guess for this one, and I know we got to get on with or it. Or Red Bull. Uh,
0: Mick Schumacher.
1: Mick Schumacher. Okay. I think Mick
0: Schumacher is going to get into maybe being the second Mercedes seat.
1: Interesting if I had to guess. All right. Let's slide into our top ten. Uh, text in your favorite box, and then your favorite iconic Texas food. Let's go into the Pimp Cup to Lucius Alexander. Lucius. Yo. We got boxes. We got Texas foods.
4: Uh, The orange Nike box. Mm. Got a fresh pair of Nikes. You're walking around the mall with that stripe on your your bag. and You know, you got the box in there. You're feeling good. Can't wait to put them joints on. Sometimes you walk out of their place with the the things on. That's when you really needed some kicks. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, you were desperate. You you were desperate, bro. Now I'll wear them out. Don't worry about
0: it. You put your old shoes (laughs) into the the Nike box. box. Yeah, 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 buddy.
4: Uh,
1: And chicken fried steak. Chicken fried steak, bro. All right. You nailed uh, number that's one potatoes. on the Texas
4: food. Yeah, well, you know, we're typical. And we're that Texans. is. That, that, yeah. That's a
1: Texas food right there. That is number one, no doubt. Uh, I, I mean, I, I think you, I agree with both of those. The shoebox is an honorable mention. Uh, and then number one is the chicken fried steak on top 10 Texas iconic foods. Eric, where are we going?
3: Uh, I would say the the nachos, right? I mean, we made ballpark nachos we did. right here, Texas Rangers mm. uh, in Arlington. Yep. So uh, I'm a nacho guy. I look forward to participating in the nacho wars. Uh, we're going to be the beneficiaries of that in Vegas next week. So big nacho guy. When it comes to the boxes, man, I mean, I didn't realize just how many incredible boxes There's there so are. So many good boxes. I mean, just phenomenal boxes. I I,
1: I think I'm going to go with the hot box. The hot box. Yeah, the hot box uh, honorable mention right at eleven there. You know, really? the Couldn't hot box isn't the top ten. Not for everybody, but for some of us, big fan.
3: Roll that Jeep Cherokee in the back of your buddy's
4: backyard. I mean, what
1: senior year in high school zone. without a good hot box, huh? Come on
4: now. Or just- yeah, if you hot box in a glass house, you really bold. <laughs> Billy Bow, Glass House,
1: everybody can see in there? Yeah. Yeah. Smoky? Yeah. Uh, the scuffs, bro. We got a lot of wives, ladies, and celebrities being texted in for reasons that I'm sure you can uh, get why. No, uh, I don't I don't yeah. understand.
3: Like, does Scarlett Johansson have, have her own line of boxes?
1: She might. She actually might, uh, along with Candle Scents. Brian, yeah, where, where I, are you going I, for I, boxes I, I, in I, Texas I, foods? I totally agree with the folks that are texting in. I think yeah. that's a... We know. I think
0: that's brilliant. The, the other, Megan Fox <laughs> box? I, I, all. Yes, everything that you want to. get I, again, I didn't line. know she
3: had
1: her own line of boxes. Either. Yeah, a lot of good talented boxes.
0: The Beto box too. I mean, you guys ever like when you're eating like uh, Chinese oh, food, yes. and stuff ja- like that. Very Japanese. Japanese lo- foods lo- with the,
1: That's a great see, box. I didn't know what that, it
0: was called, but that I, Beto, I thought about I think I said it. A bento box. Beto box. Yeah. Something like
3: yeah. the to go box is is a box.
0: Oh, the, the to go box huge. is the number
1: one box. Yes. Is this box the personal Wooly Bully box list? It's the number one on the boxes. I feel like anytime you get a to-go box, it's like, hell yes, okay. thank you. Is there- you go over to somebody's place, and you're, they're giving you to-go food. Yeah. You go sit down at a restaurant. There's too much. I'm taking the to-go box. I've got lunch. I've got dinner for the next day. The to-go box, to me, number one on the box. It's I- a
3: staple, and I will say, I think we've all experienced this at one point or another, where you forgot the box. You get in the car, you drive Somebody, away from the restaurant, no, no, and all of a sudden, no, I, had no, that thing, no, no. I had the to-go box packed and all of a sudden, I forgot it.
0: Somebody is always responsible to ask if you've got the to-go box. Yeah. Stand up. What do I always ask? You got your keys, your wallet, your phone. I always ask that question, right? When yeah. we all go out? No, you do. You're right. I do. I I. always and I, You got the to-go box.
3: You got the to-go box.
0: You got the to-go box. Oh, um, Then we got back-to-back
3: That's why you're text. a glue guy, man.
1: Yeah. I'm a glue guy. Uh, box seats and Texas brisket. Oh, yeah. The box Wheaties Box and Whataburger. Wheaties Box is good. Uh, the, the side piece. Um, oh, we yeah. the yeah. box office and brisket. We've got uh, Lego boxes being texted in. Here are the top 10 boxes.
4: Oh, okay, I got one more for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Chevy C10 box body from 80s. Ooh. Oh, wow. Oh, look at this. Yes. Give me an 80s truck.
1: So there were a lot of boxes, uh, and Eric did an excellent job of, of trying to write down as many as possible. I do want to give love honorable mention, you know, the sweat box for the sauna. Oh, oh
3: I, do lo- I do love a good sweat box.
1: The safety deposit box. Just don't use it a lot. It's not in my top 10. I
3: thought Broadus' favorite box would be, and same with you, Lucius, Tackle Box. The Tackle oh, Box is in the yes. top 10. Yep. Shout out to my fisherman. Man, uh, that is
0: amazing. It's a great one. Because the Tackle Box I have is really not a box. It's like a zipper bags of stuff. It's a, okay. it's a Tackle Bag? It's a Tackle, it's a tackle, tackle Bag. bag. <laughs> it's so, Yeah, you keep all your plastics and stuff in my Tackle Bag. Number 10, we've got the Ice Box.
1: Oh, Damn! Oh, Wait, man. is this a Hold callback up, to the uh, the little giants? Shout out to Becky, of course. Uh, number nine. How did we forget the ice box? Number nine, we put in the fox box. I got an
3: ice box where my heart used to be, without the oh, fox on, box. Damn. Where are we going? No, that's true. The fox box was huge. It it it, uh, it advanced the the viewing experience for for football fans. It's Eric huge.
1: just ruins this segment every day. Oh, no, he's nailing it. Mm. Uh, number eight is the tackle box. What are you upset about? Nothing. You, what? You know, what the hell, dude? We'll talk about it. Later. All right, cool. Number 7 is the tackle box. Shout Whoa. out to the fishermen out there. Yeah. Number 6 uh is the toolbox. 7 I'm sorry, is the toolbox. 8 is the tackle box. 6 is the box office. Go up to the box office, I go get your ticket, movie buff. Absolutely. 5 is Jack in the box. Oh, it's a great box. Damn.
2: So many varieties
1: there Jack in the box. There's so many you're right. There's so and I didn't think of any of these. I thought about Jack in the what Box being higher, honestly. What an idiot. Four we've got a box of chocolates. You never know what you're gonna get. Mm. Three is the box score. And in being sports people, we love yeah. a good box score. Box score is huge, man. Number two is the lunchbox.
3: Yes. When
1: you grow up as a kid. The metal like, one. Got to have the metal, metal you gotta one. You got to have a cool lunchbox. We're yeah. showing off our lunchboxes yeah. as kids.
3: Yeah, I had the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle lunchbox that oh, I was yeah. passionate about. But I always, like, I was, so, some some dudes were, the staple was the, uh, the sort of like the brown sack. You That's know, like, not
1: a lunchbox. I did start bringing the no, lunch sacks because I got lazy. No.
4: Okay, so what, what age did you stop bringing the lunchbox, the plastic lunchbox with the cartoon characters I on it? I would say probably ninth grade.
1: Okay, all right. You got to high school with it. Got to high school, and I was like, I'm not doing this. Anymore.
4: I wrote it all the way to senior year, bro. Respect. Ninja Turtles, yeah. Batman. That's a true box, guy. and, yeah, and yeah. this is
0: but you Wolchuk's know why,
4: Pivoting to the sack in yeah, high school. I went to the sack ninth yeah. grade. Yeah, I can't keep the sandwich together with the sack yeah, because it's true.
0: Because nobody is going to mess with you, Lucius, if you bring a lunchbox. Yeah, nobody is going to walk up
1: and say something about you. Now, Wolchuk, maybe so. Meanwhile, the Tubby maybe kid, maybe so. With the yeah. man boobs, he's getting all the grief. <laughs> uh, but number one best box is the to go box as I mentioned. Here are the top 10 iconic Texas foods on National Texas Day. Honorable Give me a Frito pie in here somewhere, please. Uh, we will have that for you. Honorable mentions, we got the kolaches, Ooh. pecan pie, Ooh. sweet tea, Texas toast. Damn. I know, those are all amazing. Number 10 is chili. Okay. Number 9, fajitas. But tex Max. Number 8 is Bluebell ice cream. Number 7, Frito pie. Thank you. Oh, man. Number six, Dr. Pepper. I mean, I what says Texas like Dr. Pepper? I could do without one. You heard you? I could. I could do without one. Number five, Whataburger. Yep. Number four, queso. Mm. That is a Texas yeah. staple. Got to keep that thing it's warm beautiful. and moving. Number three, how about frozen margaritas? Oh, yeah, that's fine. 100%. Mm. We've into those too, right? We did. That is a Texas staple. And a Slurpee machine. Number two, smoked brisket. Yeah, That sucks. But number one, top Texas iconic food is indeed the chicken fried steak. The best. Ding, ding, ding. And Texas sheet cake did indeed get honorable mention, 817. I don't want to leave sheet, off your Texas sheet, sheet, cake. sheet cake. Although okay. they call it Texas funeral cake is what it's called. Uh, but it's the same thing. Yeah. Cool. Uh, it, it's, uh, you know, it's Pecan delicious. pie, good call there, but too. Pecan pie, I, for, I didn't realize that was a, a Texas invention. I kind of thought that was a Louisiana deal. We're pecan pie right here. But an amazing dueling list, boxes in Texas. We love both of you very, very much. Coming up next, though, shall we?
3: Nice. Restroom revelation. Nice work, Walchuk. Yeah, and it looks like we have some Joe Witt Jr. news. Somebody is reporting that Joe Witt Jr. is following Dan Quinn to the Commanders. So we're going to need to address that, plus some restroom revelations. Hollywood uh, is, is trending with the restroom situation. Do you participate in this next year in the nation?
1: Thank you, Lucius. About to do some restroom revelations, but we do have this, uh, and this is per Aaron Wilson right now on X and Twitter, he is. He's worked for the Houston Chronicle and the Baltimore Sun covers the NFL and the Texans currently, but he is putting out there that the commanders are expected to hire highly regarded Cowboys defensive passing game coordinator, Joe Witt Jr. as their new defensive coordinator and the Cowboys will be looking to replace him as well as Dan Quinn, of course. So uh, I don't know if we've seen others like a Tom Pellicero, Adam Schefter, and Rappaport, come out and confirm that as well. But at least one credible NFL source out there is reporting that Joe Witt Jr. is going to follow Dan Quinn, get a promotion and take over as their defensive coordinator. Uh, We've also seen a couple of whispers and reports of maybe Ron Rivera comes in at least for an interview for that gig. Don't know who else. That's from David Moore. David Moore's reported that. That Ron Rivera will come in for an interview. So, you know, hey, uh, we, we've discussed a lot. Mike Zimmer is another name that we put out there. What does this mean for the future of Al Harris? Can he even make a linear move? Maybe if the Cowboys allow him to, mm-hmm. if he wanted to follow Dan Quinn, he, he had was on that Schefter podcast in November saying that he would love to do that. Uh, do, is he in contention? Maybe to get the promotion of defensive coordinator, Trayvon Diggs, voiced his support online for Al Harris as well. But a lot of moving parts, but it seems as though uh, it, it, at least one person is reporting that Joe Witt Jr. will go with Dan Quinn and be the D.C. in Washington.
3: And, and listen, I, I, I kind of – I get Joe Witt doing that because – this is the final year of McCarthy's deal, and if, if things don't end well, I think the assumption is this could be a, a blow-it-up offseason this time next year, yeah. and so do you want to – you're kind of the lame-duck defensive coordinator here. If you go with Dan Quinn to Washington, you kind of reset your clock a little bit. You do. And you can guarantee yourself – unless your defense is just terrible and Dan Quinn's like, crap, I, I have to replace you. Uh, More than likely, you're talking about at least two years, if not three, four, whatever – of um of security there. So if I'm Joe Witt Jr., that's a huge factor.
0: I you guys tell me this. It just it just dawned on me. You know, you talk about we've talked about security in three years and stuff like that. The fact that if Joe Witt were to leave, do you think that tells you something about the defense here? That he doesn't want to coordinate this defense? Well, I
3: will say is
0: that something that we need to read into a little bit more? The fact that perhaps th- this defense is one of the best when it comes to pressures and turnovers personnel, you know that kind of stuff does that does that is should that be more of an alarming situation that if he has the chance to coordinate here and then leaves,
1: does he telling you something about this defense? I think the the job security part makes more sense, but you could be onto something. I mean, you look at their free agents: Dorrance Armstrong, Jonathan Hankins, Neville Gallimore, Fowler, Gilmore, Jordan Lewis, Jaron Curse. They're losing a lot of parts yeah. to that defense. Yeah, uh, and then you're talking about Trayvon Diggs coming back from injury, Demarvin Overshone coming back from injury.
3: Leighton Vander Esch probably not
1: at all. Right, I'm retired. Yeah. So yeah, I mean he might be looking and saying, "I got a lot of work to do at either spot. I might as well just go ahead and take the one that has a little bit more job security."
3: And Jane's coming on here saying there is a a, a pretty massive leadership void defensively,
1: and it seems that that is definitely the case. I mean, heck, we had the Micah Parson Parson's comments about Dan Quinn, uh, and and he gave that to us, you know, a month ago. He said, Dan's my guy, and if he does leave me, it's always love. He might take me with him. You never know. Um, and, you know, it, I, I don't think the Cowboys are going all in, so I don't think they're going to be moving a Micah Parsons. But I wonder if you ever did look at, okay, we're going to go ahead and tear this thing down and rebuild. That's your best trade ship. Maybe, maybe we can. He's a Micah Parsons.
3: Let's send them Micah Parsons. He gets to go with Dan Quinn, and we'll take the number two
1: overall pick. And a little bit more. I think uh, he would command a little bit more than that. I think you're, I mean, Camille Mack went for two first round picks. How many sure. years ago? No, for Micah sure. Micah Parsons is going for a minimum of two, two ones. But if one of those is a, is a second overall pick, then I'm probably going to end up trading back as well and acquiring more picks. It's going to be gorgeous. I mean, that would be an embarrassment of riches. We could have a lot so, of fun with that.
0: So we're, we're entertaining the fact of potentially trading
1: Micah Parsons here? Yeah, I, I would. Like, I don't think they're going to do it right now this year, especially if they're going all in. But if this ends up being a, okay, this year doesn't go the way they want it to and Mike McCarthy is fired and you end up with a new coaching staff and you do want to kind of rebuild this thing that's your best trade chip but you, you can ch- get a lot
0: and you're and I and I'm I'm usually the guy of like I don't care who I'm trading to but we're okay with trading to the commanders. Michael
1: Parsons. I just and this is just me, and I know how great a player Micah Parsons and is. And I'm asking
0: a lot of questions here.
1: I don't believe whoever gives him that fat contract, they are going to be happy with it. I don't think it's going to bode well for you. I would rather my rival make that mistake than my team make that mistake.
3: For the number two overall pick, I think I'm I'm gonna go ahead and be willing to do that, even if it's in the division. But uh You know That's jumping to many conclusions right there. We'll get football's finest coming up here in just a few minutes, but let's sneak in a little uh, Thirsty Thursday edition of Restroom Revelations. Okay, potentially a new Hollywood bathroom trend. Are you in on this? Have you ever done this? Jessica Biel, you're familiar. uh, Very, very popular actress, and uh, her husband is Justin Timberlake. And this is actually like the 20-year anniversary or something of the Justin Timberlake-Janet Jackson halftime show.
1: Oh, so my gosh.
3: On the stand in history. How about that? But uh, apparently she went on her TikTok and she started telling people that she's a big uh, shower eater. She likes to eat. She likes to consume food and beverage in the shower. And she says she likes to take a bite or a sip, put it on the ledge. Then you do your thing. You wash your hair, keep the soap out. That's a big deal. Pretty simple, guys. She says you can do this. I find it deeply satisfying, she says. The only tricky thing is that when you're chewing, you got to uh, keep your mouth closed because... She says she still likes to get under the water while she's chewing, and for whatever reason, she wants to open her mouth at the same time and sort of spit the water out. So she's got to adjust there. But otherwise, Jessica Beal is now advocating, and I'm sure now there's been tons of people that have have at least tried this on the heels of her supporting it. Uh, but eating in the shower, I don't think I can say I've ever done that. Not even, I mean, a shower beer, of course, you know, a little shower beer. Yeah. But otherwise, I'm not doing any eating in the shower. Maybe a bathtub fruit situation if you're if you're okay. going
1: there. Sure, if you're doing the little bubbles and tub action. Otherwise, I just haven't ever eaten in the bathroom.
3: Uh, eat, Yeah, Uh, yeah, eating in the bathroom just in, in general. Just in general. Yeah, that,
1: that's a fair point, you too. Know, I'm not bringing food in. I mean, maybe like a beverage. Fine. You mentioned the beer <laughs> and some water. Gosh. But I'm not ever bringing food into the bathroom. Are you 100% day.
4: out on this too, Lucius? Just like no? Yeah, yeah, 100%. I enjoy food. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's gonna get all wet and soggy. Yeah. Weird. I like washing my face and stuff up in their bathroom. You know, I take care of bathroom duties in the bathroom. I'm not eating.
3: Yeah, I'm not I'm not eating. No. Not even a lunchable or something like no. that. Nope. I'm not eating. In the Maybe bathroom. some groceries from time to time, but that's about it. You gotta really trust somebody, bro. Uh it's in the
4: shower. You sure you washed up?
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's clean? All right, uh, shower beer is – is everybody's here for the shower beer on the uh, truckrec.com fan text, but it doesn't sound like anybody's here for the eating in the shower, and I can't blame them for that. Football's Finest coming up next year in the G-Bag Nation. I think we're in store for the greatest Super Bowl viewing experience of all time. I'll explain why next year in the nation.